I graduated with an AI degree back in 1995. That's a long time ago. That's like 25 years ago, quarter of a century. It was the last century. Worse than that, it was the last millennium, a little bit ahead of my time. So when I walked into the careers development library, as it was called back then of the university, and sat with the careers advisor, she asked me, well, what is artificial intelligence? I should have said, with hindsight, artificial intelligence is an idea ahead of its time. But I didn't. I fumbled some explanation about genetic algorithms, evolutionary computing and machine learning. And before I could get to the end of my explanation, I saw her eyes glaze over and she reached across the table to a plastic ring bound folder, pulled it out of the display case and thumped it down in the table in front of me. She ran her finger down the page and said, there, that's the job for you. I scanned the listings where her finger was pointing and it said, teach English in Japan. Teach English in Japan? What kind of qualifications do I need for that? My careers advisor shrugged. Speak English? Stories don't often make sense when you're living in them. Rarely do you have the clear mission statement that guides you in all of your decisions Find your start, stay curious, and only with the benefit of hindsight, Steve Jobs style joining the dots, will your story ever make sense. So here I am, 25 years on, in Asia, still teaching, albeit not within the four walls of a classroom, but in businesses, on stage, and on my podcast now. And what of artificial intelligence? What happened to my dreams of building robots and semi-intelligent machines? All those hours, weeks, months playing with robotic cockroaches, genetic algorithms, flocking behaviors of boids and bots, starlings and fish, frogs, spiders, insects, all of them, evolutionary computing, studying ants, ant colonies and their behaviors. What happened? 25 years on, AI and storytelling, teaching, have become inseparable. You remember that teacher at class? You remember him or her? For me, it was Mr. Davis. He had these crazy stories of Greeks and philosophers. I remember Mr. Davis standing on top of a desk, plumb lining some angle of incidence to demonstrate the angle of incidence equals the angle of reflection. He was my physics and maths teacher. And every Wednesday afternoon, I look forward to double physics with him because he's told stories. The best teachers told stories and we remembered them and loved them for that. But what of the story of AI? It didn't manifest in the dystopian sci-fi narrative where the robots are telling the stories. Or somehow the main hero turns out to be some kind of robot disguised as a human. But in that we need stories more than ever because of AI. Let me explain. The more we push into the world of algorithms, the more we will demand authenticity. You see, 
you can fake almost everything today. There is a company in Russia where you can pay by the hour to hire a photo shoot of you in a private jet. Yet the private jet never leaves the runway. You hire it $200 an hour and you can have your luxury lifestyle captured for the benefit of Instagram likes. We all know about Facetune. You can fake all Instagram faces. And actually, the algorithms are very, very good. They can work on video and almost to the point where now they're undetectable. So a whole generation of people is growing up thinking that they can only be appreciated if they meet the expectations of other people by tuning their face to so- and their bodies and their lifestyles to improbable proportions. You can fake Instagram faces, YouTube videos with deep fake and chat bots. There's even a bot that wrote 10,000 books on Amazon. And it wasn't outed until very recently. But the one thing you can't fake is a human conversation. Sure, you can have a transaction, but not a conversation. You can speak with Siri. But you can't have a conversation. It's a transaction of information. It isn't a relationship. Sure, Siri can create stories, but it can never live one. When you ask Siri, how about your private life? If you ask Siri, do you have a boyfriend? Siri will answer, why? So we can get ice cream together and listen to music and travel across galaxies only to have it end in slam doors, heartbreak and loneliness. Sure, where do I sign up? Or she might reply, my end user license agreement is commitment enough for me. But that was programmed by a human being. You see, Siri never had a boyfriend and never will. Siri will never experience humiliation, rejection or loss. So when Siri tells me her story, it's not authentic. Because Siri is designed not to fail and we humans fail a lot. And that's what makes every human story believable. That's what makes every Hollywood blockbuster Every great novel, Bollywood movie, pitch presentation, Steve Jobs presentation, whatever it may be, every story is replete with the hero's failure. Otherwise, it would be plastic and inauthentic. That's how we like our heroes. They all have their weaknesses. They all face adversity and overcoming the hero's journey is never a straight line. It always starts up, then down, then up, then down, and then finally finishes up. That's the hero's journey that we love. And that's why we love failure as well, because it makes those heroes more believable. And that's why we can never believe the stories and the art and the creativity that comes from a machine, because it's never from a position of loss or pain. You see, the rise of podcasting isn't a coincidence. The more we push for algorithms, the more we will demand authenticity. Podcasting 
because of AI. <laughs>